Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. Before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join the OmarProject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Omar Project. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking about career transitions and quality. Let's get started. Hi, Omar. I've been in a senior technical position for the majority of my career. I've been mostly working on my own for project managers. Now I'm the lead technical project manager or the matrix team under me. Pause right there because I want to explain matrix if you're not familiar with it. Matrix just means that their manager, their supervisor, direct supervisor who does their raises, their performance, everything is not him. So this person is not the direct supervisor. However, they may have a team that reports to them. So in projects, this is common um, to, to manage resources. So this is what this means. All right, let's keep going. Outside of being responsible for cost, budget, and technical delivery, is there anything else that could help me prepare as a PM? So Justin, thank you so much from Texas. Awesome. Used to live there. Thank you so much for the question. And you're really asking, okay, I've been an individual contributor, but at a senior level. So I was doing you know, technical uh, consultation or whatever you were doing at a very senior level. And now you've moved into a more leadership position on the technical side. So you're responsible for you know, cost, you're responsible for all the things that a project manager would be, but now you have a team that's matrix to you. And is there anything you could do to help prepare? Definitely. This role change is something that I've seen technical people struggle with. And to be honest, I struggled with it when I was coming from technical to then project management. In an individual contributor role, you are responsible for everything. So you're getting asked for, hey, can you deliver this? Hey, can you move this forward? You also may or you are likely very much so an expert in one of your fields. So you may be a civil engineering expert with concrete or or bridge structure, whatever it may be. When you start to lead then your technical team of people, you're probably the best technical person. That's why you're the lead that you have in that organization for that particular subject matter. You will be dealing with people that are probably less senior than you and maybe less experienced. There is a problem sometimes that people experience when that happens. One is that they they try and fall back into the individual contributor, which means they want to get all the, the work done because they feel like they can do it the best. And your role as a PM, is to provide guidance, to help move the project forward, to help stay on track and cost and budget communication, stakeholder management. So you're going to have much more responsibility on the soft skills than you previously had. You're also going to have to be dealing with people and that's going to add some burden to your, your week. It's going to add some hours to your time. That's going to be a big focus for you. So the one bit of advice, if you'd like to say, I would, I would suggest, or what actually what I've seen from people is be okay letting go of some of the technical. What I mean by that is, you know, as a technical expert, that there are a couple levers that people can push or pull that really could damage a project and it could send the project off the rails. 
Like you need to have certain things in place in order to, for it to be successful, in order for it to be safe, so you don't hurt anybody. You're going to know that as the subject matter expert. As long as your team is hitting those milestones or they're, they're achieving that, and then I would suggest that, and this is my style, is let them be creative in solving the solution that they went the way that they would like to. Now, you may have a particular way that you want to solve the, the thing, and that's fine. Sometimes you can provide that guidance, especially if you're the expert. But your role is not just to PM. You're now a coach for these, these team members as a technical lead. So you're also responsible. The organization is putting responsibility on you on developing the next sets of you, the next sets of technical experts, next technical leaders. So as you work with them, let them kind of work within the boundaries that they, they're aware of, teach them. But also don't try and become, don't stay the same person, which is the person that's designing it and engineering it and making all the decisions for it. That needs to be delegated down to them now so they can learn that same skill set that you ended up picking up along the way. That would be my biggest tip because uh, it's definitely something that I think would add a lot of value to your team. The next question we have is from Josh in Maryland. We have been having quality issues on our projects such as equipment not working as expected on startup, things are labeled incorrectly. What have you seen that helps on the quality side of projects? Hey, Josh, thank you for your question. This one, uh, obviously, quality is a major part of any project. And if you don't have a good quality system in place, then you will experience quality issues. And I will say that even when you do have a good quality system in place, you will still experience quality issues. You're just going to know about them sooner and hopefully prevent some of the headaches of when they occur. Because there's we're humans, we're always going to make mistakes. Quality is built into that. What is a good quality system? That is the million-dollar question. That is the question that, that we as project managers and as, as somebody who's trying to execute projects and not have something delivered with mistakes, that is very critical to have. So when you're delivering a project, now we're talking about, let's be clear where we're talking about in the project cycle, right? We are now talking about delivering products. This is on the back end of the project cycle. So this is on the execute side, getting close to operate. So we've already defined or designed a lot of these things already. So this is define execute, operate. Really both though, a lot of what's going to happen here is going to be on the execute side. Now you can prepare for it and you need to prepare for it earlier than that, because if you don't have it set up in define, it will just not happen and execute. It'll be missed because this is one that's, that's easier to miss. Now, what does it look like from a definition standpoint? I'd say focus on three things. One is what is the process for knowing that you are doing things correctly? That is a simple question, but the solution to that is actually very challenging because it's kind of asking, how do you know that you're really correct? And the variability on that is very interesting because you can actually go uh, very in depth on your quality requirements, which then becomes a very, it could be a, a large burden to your organization, to your project team. So for example, if we're buying, ordering valves or we're ordering special pieces of equipment for engineering, 
and we are in the defined phase and we've specced everything out. We, we know the engineering is good. So let's assume that the quality is there. Now we're ordering this equipment. You're having issues with it. So you can, you can do a couple things. You can say, hey, let's do an inspection at the site before it ships out. Let's uh, look at some of the specs that we're getting from this equipment. Let's look at the actual uh, information or the certificates we're getting from the vendors and manufacturers. But then the, the secondary question is, what level do you want to do that at? Because you could say, let's just look at everything. Now, if you have a major project, you could have thousands, tens of thousands of pieces of small things like this coming out of different manufacturers across the world. Now, if you go and look at everything, do you A, have the resources to do that? And B, do you realize what that means for what happens when you find an error? This is why quality really, uh, I suggest, I think the best way you can address this is get somebody who's very experienced in quality management. There are already good procedures in place with some of the ISO quality metrics, but honestly, from what I've seen in quality, the best way to solve these things is to have somebody that's been there, done that, and knows the types of quality touches that need to happen in order to not overburden the system. One of the biggest issues with quality on a project management team is it can feel burdensome to the team. Because if you go overboard and you want to check everything, it becomes a barrier to your speed. It becomes a barrier to actually getting things done. It's very important to have somebody that's leading up the quality organization that knows the balance between having enough quality so that way we don't have real issues versus checking everything so that way we just know everything's okay, but then overburdening our entire system. My biggest piece of, uh, of comment here is find the right person. And there are those people that, that exist. Um, I have dealt with some amazing quality people. And when you have them, you're just like, man, these people really, they get it. They understand what I'm trying to do. They are trying to, they're trying to look out for you and also make sure that the project is still economical and that it works. Hope that helped. Um, big fan of the quality department because I think they add quite a bit of value to an organization. That's all I have for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'd just like to leave you with this. What's one thing that you can do this week to help liven up your teams? Think about it. Let me know. Send me a note if you've done something. Thanks. Have a good one. Hey guys, if you're getting value from this, if you're finding this helpful, if you want me to continue putting out these podcasts on this subject, or if you have feedback, I ask you to do one thing. The biggest thing is subscribe to this podcast. Let me know that you like it and leave a review. Those things are huge to small business owners. These things are huge for me as an entrepreneur. So I'd really appreciate it.